Rod. Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Hello and welcome to the State of the Sun Devils podcast. Kenny Dillingham is Arizona State's new head football coach. I'm Jesse Morrison alongside Jeremy Schnell and Jake Anderson. Joining me over the phone today, it's a little different with me driving the show. Jeremy, Jake, how are you guys doing? Well, why would you ask us both at once? Now now one of us has to think about talking, and then the other one's going to talk, and then we're going to talk over each other. I'm doing good. I don't Uh, do this usually, so... Yeah, I know. I know. You're doing great, Jesse. I, I'm very proud of you. Um, we're doing great. I'm here at Cardinals. You might be able to hear I'm right next to the Cardinals locker room. There's a lot of bass uh, shaking this, the floor. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Kenny Dillingham. And uh, did he win the press conference, Jesse? Yes, he won the press conference. He was energetic. Um, he had a you know, strong presence in there. Like you you wanted to get behind that guy. You wanted to fight for that guy. He seems a little bit older than he is. He's only 32 years old. He's coming from, if you didn't know, he was the Oregon offensive coordinator. He is an Arizona guy. He went to Chaparral high school. Now he's here at Arizona state. He went to ASU. He was an assistant coach at ASU uh, a while back. He actually has 15 years of coaching experience. He started as a head, as a, an assistant football coach when he was in high school after he got hurt. So, yeah, he is he has got like 15 years of coaching experience at 32 years old. Um, and, yeah, he, he was very, a very strong presence. Yeah, Jake, I, I actually your need thoughts. to ask him. I need to ask him about his high school playing days because – I might have been a I might have been a, a fan who rushed the field when a team beat Chaparral, and that was back when Chaparral was the mighty Chaparral here in the Valley. Um, but moving on to him as a uh, a head coach, I think as we talked about on on Friday night after ASU lost the Territorial Cup, step one was figure out who your head coach is, and they've done that. You know now that now that first domino has fallen, we can and I think job number one for him is going to be recruit your own players recruit the guys like Elijah Badger. You, you you cannot afford to lose him if you're trying to build something. So I, I just think now that we know the direction we're headed, I love that they went offensive. Young, guy who actually cares about ASU, from ASU, is ASU. I, I just think the the pick was good. And then also the fact that uh, he's going to retain Sean Aguano. I, I just I, I loved everything I heard out of, out of Kenny Ellingham's mouth today. And here is Kenny Dillingham talking about how this is his dream job a person and a family that's rooted here that's me right and my, fa- my my whole family's up here my wife Bree mom dad sister brother brother-in-law coaches high school here my little son Kent my my father and uh, I don't know where my, Kent is but he's over there but there he is father-in-law mother-in-law there he is holding him up but I mean that I mean that and sorry I'm emotional but this is special this place can be special, and it is special. We're going to hire people who believe in it. We're going to put our hearts into it, right? And we're going to maximize every drop that we can get out of it, right? And this is my dream job. All right. So you heard it right there. He was very emotional. And, yeah, this is, this is, this is it for him. I, I believe this is what he wants to do. 
uh, for the rest of his coaching career. I mean, that that's just kind of what he he alluded to in, in his press conference. Uh, was this is it? This is what he wants to do. This is his dream job. So, I mean, I think you got to have a guy like that at a at a big program like this for sure. Yeah, Jesse. If I may, I I think this is a home run. I really do. I I think he's you know he's young enough to relate to the players, but he has enough experience to where if he's going to have to uh, put down the hammer, for lack of a better uh, term, like if he's going to have to be that you know bad guy kind of kind of dude, he has the experience to be able to do that. So to have those two things, the experience and the the be able to have the relationship with the players to be a young guy. I think that's a big deal. And also, like Jake said, to be able to bring back Sean Aguano, who I think the players really, really respect. Um, I I think that he will be able to help recruit the Arizona area. And obviously with with Kenny Dillingham being from the area as well, he knows it, he understands it. So to have those two guys working together, again, home run higher. Here he is talking about retaining Sean Aguano. It was a very funny moment at the press conference because uh, he wasn't even asked if he was going to retain Sean Aguano. He asked the question for a reporter. Question. Could you ask me one more question? Are we, could you ask me if we're retaining Sean Aguano? Are you retaining yes, Sean we are retaining Sean Aguano. <laughs> so... That's step one. Sean's done an absolutely remarkable job here. As a person, everybody in this valley respects him. Anybody who's ever met him respects him. And I couldn't be happier. You know, one of the first people I saw when I got here was was Coach Aguano, and it just he brings a joy to you when you walk when you see him in the room. And there's not many people who can do that. There it is. I think, Sean Aguano. I think the the, the fact that Aguano probably had other opportunities to go somewhere else. Like, and the fact that he wants to be here, I think that speaks volumes. I think that speaks volumes as to, you know, what Coach Dillingham brings to the table and, and, um, and how much Sean Aguano actually really cares about this university. So I showed up literally right at 10 a.m. I woke up at about 9 this morning. And then I was told that I needed to go to this press conference, which was in an hour. So I booked it there. I got in really, like, literally right as it was starting, set my recorder down, walked over to uh, where I was going to sit, and a few chairs next to me, Sean Aguano. And I was like, oh, so he's sticking around. That's cool. I'm glad he's here. He'll help out. And Kenny Dillingham talked about how he was going to help out with them keeping Arizona kids. Yeah, I think uh, Coach Aguano is one piece of that. I mean, he's a guy who's extremely, extremely rooted in the Valley, extremely respected. And I think any parent, loved one who could ever meet him, you would want, you would want to drop your son off for college for him, right? The staff we're going to produce, right, is built with good people. And that's the number one thing I will not budge on is we're going to have people who want to help kids grow into men and be successful in life. And I think for us, us already already being here, the much, a lot of our staff, you know, we're going to be rooted in Arizona. We're going to hire a staff that has roots here, that has connections, right? And how do you sign kids? How do you, how do you build a roster? Relationship. Relationship. What does relationship take? Time. Build genuine relationships. And you can't just hop in and, and, and recruit a kid when he's a junior. Like, are we going out to Pop Warner games? That's the reality. Are we building relationships in the community? Are we hosting youth clinics? It's everything. It takes a village is the same. Jake, I got a question for you. So obviously you've been here most of your life, Jake. Um, I, I think as an Arizona State fan yourself and obviously going to the school as well, 
do you believe that that someone that went to the school and that's been here, like grew, grew up here, do you think that that has significance in this hire as well? Oh, 100%. And I think if you, A, you heard the reaction of Aguano being retained, and, and we saw Friday night how much just being an interim coach meant to Sean Aguano, but that's because he has, you know, he had a dog in the fight. He had a reason to care about the school for more than the fact that it was just a job. And I think with, with Dillingham, it's going to be the same exact thing. And, you know, he's the, you know, not anything against John Aguano, but, you know, Dillingham's the actual head coach. And we know he's going to be the head coach for multiple years, not just for the remainder of the season. So now you have that direction that I keep talking about. Um, and then uh, on, another thing that I, that I heard today was the transfer portal and how, you know, they're going to attack it. You know, that's not that's not something we were used to under Herm at all. Um, and so to see how we have a new age, a young coach who is going to be able to do and play in this new transfer portal world. And we also heard Ray Anderson today talk about, you know, NIL. So I, I, you, you said it, it's a, it's a home run hire. And I think this is a new page. It's a new chapter, whatever you want to call it for ASU football because um, this is a very dark time for ASU football, but I think the the light's at the end of the tunnel, and it, and it starts with, with today's hire, with today's announcement. Yeah, and, and one thing I wanted to get to is his thoughts, Kenny Dillingham's thoughts on the transfer portal. Like, he went he went in, and he was, he was very, on the transfer portal and NIL. I'll play both clips here. And then I want to talk about how he talked about what his system was going to be like. I feel like all three of those things together will help ASU just like his the way his system is going to be run the transfer portal itself and then NIL so I'll start with the transfer portal and then we'll we'll go from there I am a firm believer in the transfer portal I am the number one advocate for it because what happens in recruiting is you have a whole bunch of people tell kids what they want to hear for two three years and in the past those kids were get told what they wanted to hear and they'd get stuck but now they're stuck and they're trapped. Now, you, you better be the person you say you were. You better, you know, come through with those promises. I am a firm believer in the transfer portal, right, for that reason, is it gives the power to the kids. And that's who needs the power in this deal. That's who this is all about. It's about the players. It's about the kids. And for me, we're going to attack the transfer portal. Attack it. Attack it with everything we have. And there's going to be balance. Hopefully in the future, we can attack it a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less. But there's a lot of kids throughout this country who want to live in Phoenix, Arizona. I believe 48% of our student body is transfers as a whole university, something along those lines. Because guess what, people? People want to live here. NFL players move here when they retire. So just uh, I'll start I'll start with you, Jake. Just what, what are your thoughts on that? I think ASU, as soon as these sanctions come down as soon as that's out of the way i think asu is going to be a player they're going to be at the table you know it it might take a few years which should be expected but you know i I think asu can definitely if they're if they're that serious if they're just as he said if they're true to their word and they're going to attack this transfer portal and they're going to play the nil game they can contend i don't know what's going to happen in the future with the pac-12 becoming you know, are they still going to be with the Rose Bowl? Are they going to is ASU going to move? Whatever happens, but I think ASU will be able to be a contender year in and year out for the big bowl games and make a run at a playoff here. You know, maybe once every every half decade. I mean, that that's the kind of team that this team should be year in year out. Jeremy, what what were your thoughts on what he said about the transfer portal? It's interesting because ASU has been 
pretty good at going out and getting transfers to come in and, and produce right away. If you go back to Brandon Ayuk, Rashad White, uh, both those guys were transfers, and, and now they're producing pretty high at, at a pretty high clip in the NFL right now. So if you go back and, and look at that, you, you can see that ASU has done well at that with that. Um, and I, I think they can continue to do that. Everybody wants to come to Phoenix, Arizona, as Coach Gillingham said, said there. So if if they could continue to go out, and, and they had to, by, by happenstance this year, they had to go out and get a lot of new players to come in through the transfer portal this year. Now they can attack it and go and get those four or five stars who don't necessarily want to stay at their college if their coach gets fired or if they're not getting the playing time that they think they deserve. ASU can go and attack that transfer portal, as Dillingham said, and, and figure out how to bring those guys in here and to produce right away. And yeah, I think the transfer portal is important, but I think NIL is the number one thing. And here is Kenny Dillingham talking about NIL and if ASU is ready to compete in NIL. We're ready when everybody's ready. We need everybody. It can't be, oh, uh, thank you. Okay, that's good. We just got a million dollars. That's unbelievable right there. Where else is it coming from? Like, like we just said, he did that to inspire everybody else. What are you doing? You may just buy season tickets. You may just buy season tickets to hockey or baseball. You may show up to wrestling. Whatever that is, what can you do for this program? Not just football. What can you do for this university? Because this is the flagship. This is the flagship. So from that standpoint, it's getting the Valley all in. If we get the Valley all in, the sky is the limit. Yeah, and he was actually referencing this guy, uh, Nap Lawrence. He's a longtime ASU booster. He uh, stood up in the press conference and uh, pledged a million dollars to the Sun Angel Collective. So... I mean, that's a good start right there. You've already got some of the longtime boosters, or at least one of the longtime boosters right there, uh, pledging a million dollars to the Sun Angel Collective, which is the uh, official ASU NIL collective. Um, So, I mean, if that can continue, like what he said, um, then, you know, again, the sky is really the limit for the program. What do you you guys think about his thoughts on NIL? Uh, I'll start with you, Jake. Let me go... Uh, let me go first, actually, Jake. Um, I want I want to say, like, when he opened up what he said there, he said, when everybody else is ready, that's interesting to me. Well, I, I get that he's trying to talk about the boosters and, and stuff like that, but the athletic department has to be all in as well. They have to go out and they have to they have to talk to these people that want to pledge money, that have the means to pledge money, money. They need to have events where the players are at. They need to do things like that. It's not just the fans that yeah. need to contribute. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. That's the one thing that concerned me in this entire in this press conference was that he was kind of just calling on the fans to do it, but they need to go out and make sure that the fans do it. Not just talk about yeah. the fans doing it. Make sure that the fans, the boosters, are pledging that money and going in and on the NIL. reason to do it. They need to have a reason to do it. The yes. He needs to have a good product. And but, 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 they need to be able to, to be out there in the community and doing things. But I will say that one of the main, one of the ways they have that good product is by, you know, by these NIL people coming and supporting uh, ASU. It's probably not going to get good until the NIL is there for the players. 
So, Jake, what are, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I don't less necessarily love the idea of asking your fans directly for help financially. Um, but, I mean, I, I get it. Like, if, if you're going to have someone spearhead that, you know, campaign, for lack of a better word, um, then, yeah, that's the right guy to do it. He's a new hire. Get excited. He's local. You know, you'll probably get some people to donate just based off that. Um, but at the end of the day, the money that comes in has to be from two avenues. It has to be from the people who have money, whether that's boosters, whether that's donations, you know, actual revenue, whatever that is. But then the other side of it, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the other side of it, too. That's is, a fine, by uh, the way. Okay, so we'll just take one off from you. So you owe less now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other part of it, too, is you got to get people who are also good at making relationships with these companies and businesses. I mean, it can't just be reliant on the ASU side of things to be able to fund this thing. Like you need to be able to, um, no, against nothing against Venezia's pizza. We got to reach bigger than that. You know, like it has to be, you, obviously you can't do the fortune 500 companies. I'm not talking about that straight up just against the rules, but I'm talking about if you can get enough of these sponsorships to help fund it as well, it doesn't necessarily all fall on the school and or the fans and whatever else that they're asking for from, um, you know, alumni. Exactly. And then the last thing I really wanted to get to before we got out of here and what I thought was an interesting part of this press conference was um, when he when he talked about uh, just kind of how his offense is going to work. Uh, he talked about his defense and how it's going to attack and everything, but I care more just from from him from an offensive perspective just because he is an offensive guy so this i think is going to be a great pitch for recruits yeah i'm going to keep going back to this word relationships you got to build relationships with guys i know it's a boring answer but there's two choices you can lie to a kid or you can be honest with the kid i'm going to choose the i'm going to choose to be honest with the kid right and i firmly believe if you're honest if you're genuine you're going to reap what you sow and at the end of the day right good things are going to come to you so how do you do that how do you build a roster you be honest with people you show them your true colors, show them who you are, and then you show them that this is going to be a, an offensive system built for playmakers that's explosive, right? We've shown that from multiple places, multiple schools, that this is a system for playmakers. And if you want to score points, if you want to get the football, if you want to go up and down the field, if you want to be your play on Sports Center, right, this is a great place for you. Like, I mean, what college athlete's not going to want to hear, hey, you want to be on, you want to be on SC's top 10? <laughs> Like I feel like all I feel like all the the kids are gonna be like oh yeah I I love S like I feel I mean I don't think as many people watch Sports Center these days but I still think Sports Center's top ten plays is a big deal so I mean I I I think that's a that's a good a great recruiting pitch right there is that offensive play, system you want your play to be retweeted by sports center. Exactly. You want, you want, you want big people to be able to, to see, like you want to go viral. Like that's a big deal these days. Exactly. You want, you want people to see um, what you're doing. And I like that. Something else that we haven't brought up is he's definitely going to bring over some Oregon players. Yeah. I hope so. Some guys that, that guys that may not have gotten time and realize they may not get that time, but, They'll get that time at ASU. He'll, I mean, I don't know who that is going to be, but I, I'd be willing to bet that, that at least one or two come over on the offensive side. All right. Well, yeah, there was a lot of there, also there were a lot of schools that have a lot of good recruits out there that either fired their head coach or their head coach stepped down recently. 
i.e. Stanford yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, as well as possibly Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher if they let him go. And then obviously Nebraska has brought in a lot of good recruits and just hasn't made anything work. So we'll see what happens. There's some schools out there that have good recruits that may not like their new regime that can come in here and contribute right away. Yes. Okay. So we like to predict the game each week when we're going into the a game week. Obviously, the season is over. We can't do that now. But I want from each of you guys a prediction for how long Kenny Dillingham will be at ASU and if he will make this a perennial 9 or 10 win program. I'll start with you, Jeremy. I mean, he has the potential to do it. I mean, like, to, to make it a 9-10 win program again. I mean, we've seen it happen even under Herm Edwards. Like, the, the team had a chance to, to get to 10 wins just last year. So, like, it, it's very possible. As long as the uh, recruiting, alleged recruiting violations, that's all that all gets solved over this offseason, and everything goes back to normal, and they're able to, pardon me, and they're able to just go back into you know, the, they're able to get into the transfer portal, get the guys in, and Dillingham gets the system going. I don't see why in two years this team isn't back in a bowl like the Sun Bowl or the Vegas Bowl or something like that. And Dillingham, I mean, I, I hope he's here for 10-plus years. Like he's, he's young. Jeremy, I asked you for a prediction. Give me a specific length of time and how and if they will for sure get back to a 9 or 10 win program. Come on. Yes, they will. I mean, I, I think that's a given that ASU is going to get back to that within the next two, three, four years, hopefully. Uh, and I, I think Kenny Dillingham is here for 10 plus years. All right. That's bold. Jake, what about you? Along with Todd Graham here, six. I believe yeah. so. All right, so he'll be here seven years, and he'll get back to nine, ten wins no later than the third season. Should be the second season, but no later than the third. All right, I think we that... We have to wait for the NCAA investigation to finish to figure out when that'll be. I think that he will... I would hope that's his offseason. I'm going to be, like, super bold here. I'm going to say that he gets Arizona State into the college football playoff at some point, and he retires as a Arizona head, State head coach. He will be here for like 30 years. That's my prediction. If he gets Love this team that. to the college football playoff, then he's he's on like in an, for an opportunity to go to the NFL. I agree, like but I'm not sure he. I I think this is his dream job, as he said. I don't I don't see him ever wanting to really move yeah, on I from here. It was Urban Meyer's dream job too. Eh, it, it, let's let's not let's hold our horses on calling on comparing Kenny Dillingham to Urban Meyer. I think that I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. They're you know that's what they're supposed to say. They're supposed I, to I agree. I agree, but they don't always say that. So you know, I, maybe if he gets tired of being here, but I'm going to say 30 plus years, and at some point they will get into the college football playoff. Might not be for like 10 years, really but. There are tw- yeah, there are about to be twelve teams in the college football playoff, so it's going to be easier. So yeah, I, I could see it happening. So okay, so Jesse's all in. I'm all in. I am 100 percent all in. Little concerned about the NIL comments, but I do think that more fans will be interested in giving NIL 
or, or giving NIL deals out. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I'm going to go bold here. And yes, I do believe, and I know I was pretty, I was pretty bullish on Herm Edwards when he was hired, but I am more excited about this one than I was back then. Opposite side of the spectrum here. You got a full, you know, a guy who had been through a whole career already, you know, with, with Herm Edwards already coaching the NFL coming here, it, you know, late in his career had already been at ESPN and now Dillingham is early in his career. He's 32 years old. So different sides of the spectrum. It's understandable that huge would see it that way. All right. Well, that will do it for this emergency reaction podcast to Arizona State hiring Oregon offensive coordinator or now former Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham as its head coach make sure to follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils follow Jake's articles and his work on ArizonaSports.com follow the main station account at AZ Sports Devils and just stay tuned for our upcoming coverage of Arizona State's basketball season for Jake Anderson and Jeremy Schnell I'm Jesse Morrison signing off thanks for listening